Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our uh, our friend, uh, our mentor, and just all around good guy, John Opaluski. How are you doing today, John? Jim, I'm doing great. It's good to see you. <laughs> good. Good. I, I just want to get right into it today because we've got right. a lot of ground to cover, and this is my unsweet spot. Okay. <laughs> what we're talking about today <laughs> comes so naturally to me, and I've worked so hard on it. I really I really want to hear your thoughts on this because I want to grow in this area, or maybe shrink in this area is a better way to say it. What are we talking about today? Jim, we're talking about the subject of telling anger where to go. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think you would agree that we live in an angry world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I usually I, I figure that out uh, five minutes into my freeway commute when I'm going somewhere that's pretty angry. Yeah, or uh, five minutes watching the news, or five minutes standing on a street corner listening to conversations, or yeah. five, five minutes around the Thanksgiving turkey. Right? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. everywhere. Right, and and pastors. We, I think in the last pod we talked about the rate of depression or burnout among pastors. That's pretty significant. It's all it's like four in ten. Yeah, and uh, and I wonder. I'm wondering if one of the reasons pastors struggle with depression so much is this fear, almost, of yeah. being honest about anger. Yeah. This emotion, like I can't admit that I'm a I'm a pastor. I I'm a I'm a leader. Yeah, I have to swallow it. I have to bury it. Yeah. 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 And it doesn't stay buried. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It it doesn't just not stay buried. It doesn't go anywhere unless yeah. we actually tell it where to go. It doesn't dissipate mm-hmm. on its own. Right. And That's I, good. And I used to think that somehow, I think, and in some twisted way, I thought that anger over time would just go away if I just ignored it. Right. Um, and really, uh, it just has this uncanny capacity to keep percolating. Um, and it often just is beneath the surface it's brewing and if we don't actually tell it where to go it's going to take us to places we don't want to go i think one of the one of the shocking things for me is i thought that i was angry because i was angry about something and as as i got deeper and deeper i I would stop and say what am i angry about yeah and that wasn't you know i'm I'm mad because they cut me off in traffic like no go go deeper they didn't just cut you off in traffic what is that triggering what what happened what are you believing that's not true i mean yeah can, can you give us some some insights into just the fundamentals of of understanding anger so that we, we know we're not just dealing with anger is a fruit. What, what are the roots that would help us to identify a root that we can cut out before the fruit of anger destroys marriages and friendships and churches? Okay, so I, I'm going to give these to you fairly quickly. Um, uh, first of all, anger is a human emotion. That's the first yeah. fundamental, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's just normal part of being human. It, it happens when somebody violates you or crosses a, a healthy boundary that you you set, mm-hmm. and so in those cases, in those situations, anger is is just simply part of being human. Yeah. Um, another one. Here's a second fundamental. And I think this one is very interesting. Anger is a secondary emotion. Yeah. Say that again, because I, I don't want that to slip by people. Anger is a secondary emotion. Right. So the the thing that I'm angry about a lot of times isn't really the thing I'm angry about. Yeah. Does that make sense, Jim? It does to me because I've done a lot of work in my own soul and continue to do a lot of work. I, I didn't realize that my, my if somebody cuts me off in traffic, it was disrespect, that, and I was I was wanting mm-hmm. respect, so I'd puff up in anger and yell at a guy that couldn't hear me, <laughs> and and tell him he's number one. <laughs> I've never done that. See me, and you know, yeah. So I, like I'm I'm not hurting him. I'm actually doing this for my own benefit, 
not not to his detriment. I'm making myself was just cut off, disrespected. I feel powerless. Yeah. I now reach for the tool of anger to make myself feel powerful again and in charge. And you better never let that happen again. And the guy's just listening to Cars 108 and has no idea sure. that I, I've even done that. You know? Yeah. Greg Smalley wrote this. He said, anger is usually a response to something else. Yes. An unmet need, a dashed hope, a sense of injustice. Yeah. Um, or we feel like someone has control over us. There you go. And yeah. so anger is kind of like this signal that there's something in our life that needs attention. Yeah. It's the yellow light on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. It could become red, right? That, you got it. Yeah. Warning versus danger. You got it. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. What else? Uh, here's the third fundamental. Anger is sometimes the right emotion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's right to be angry. Uh, and I, I think about Situations like this, Jim. So let's put it in pastor terms, okay? When yeah. when a person on your leadership team betrays you, yeah, uh, that's an appropriate occasion for yeah. anger. Right. Um, if a board member goes rogue on you, uh, you're going to feel emotion. You should feel emotion yeah. about that, right? Yeah. Right. Um, when a, when people in the church or the business you lead gossip about you, yeah. You're gonna. You sh- if you're human, you yeah. should feel something, and and sometimes right. that will be anger. So sometimes anger is just the right emotion. Right. Now it can be, and and what we do with that, you're gonna tell us in a moment, right? We're Correct. Put in place, but it isn't always. Uh, this can get out of control. We can become literally angry people, or, right? Or someone offends us or hurts us, and we go home angry to people that haven't offended us and hurt us. Yeah. Or we we treat the next staff member differently because of the sins of the previous staff member. Right. This can really get out of control. So it, it cannot just be a, a human emotion or the right response. Yeah. I mean, we can just say that anger can be a devastating emotion if, right. if it gets out of, out of control, right? Yeah. There's a difference, Jim, between being a person who can get angry and a person who's angry. <laughs> yeah, that's good. And, and that's so I Twitter. think that's what you were yeah. really kind of talking about there. Yeah. yeah, anger can really be a devastating emotion when we don't manage it properly, when yeah. it's not processed um, actually, there are uh, a lot of researchers who believe that the, the way we handle anger has a direct relationship to our level of anxiety and depression. Yes. Yeah, and health. In, in, yeah. in, in yeah. physical health, yeah. right, in, yeah. our, in our life. Um, so if that's true, and I, and I believe it is, sure. we have to figure out what can we do with our anger. Yeah. Uh, where do we tell it to go yeah. so it doesn't run our life? Yeah. Um, and, and so... That's kind of where I'd like to pivot, maybe, yeah, and we can talk please. about a couple of places we can tell it to go. Yeah. Um, here's the first one, and that's assertiveness. And that, that might sound a little odd, but let's let's kind of dive into that, and maybe it'll make more sense here in just a minute. Uh, assertiveness is this, Jim, I think, from my perspective, it tells a person who's hurt you or violated you how their behavior negatively impacted you. Right. I mean, it's that simple. It... Assertiveness tells the truth, but it does it in a gracious way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the middle ground between passivity and aggression. Yeah, um, it's honesty. It's it's correct. truth. It's right. So it is an inflated truth to win a battle. Correct. It, it's stated truth to confront what is not true or what is unjust. Or yeah, right? it's it's. Do you think sometimes we, we think we're being better leaders by, oh, I'll just forget, I'll just ignore, I'll just, you know, Mother Teresa probably never had a confrontation with anybody, yeah. and it's not I Jesus. don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, well, and Jesus didn't lead that way. Jesus Correct. led very differently. I mean, without 
you know, being ungracious or unmerciful, certainly when yep. a Pharisee was wrong, he said, you're wrong. Yeah. And, and he was confronted. Yeah. I think you said something really important there, Jim. You talked about telling the truth, but not inflating it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Assertiveness doesn't inflate the whatever in order to make a point. It's it's yeah. straightforward. It sticks to the facts. And, it, and it's presented in a way that is um, very gracious. So let me give you an example yeah, of passivity. Passivity uh, tells your anger to go inward. Right. It's like stuffing your anger or, or right. the silent treatment where you just repress and push that down. Passivity hurts you. Yeah. Now, it hurts the people around you some, but it yeah. really hurts you yeah. the most. Aggression tells your anger to go uncontrollably outward. Right. Hmm. And, and aggression, some forms of aggression could be, you know, yelling. Right. Uh, inappropriate language, sarcasm. Yeah. Can telling, be aggressive. Telling people where to go versus telling anger where to go. Is yes. That the, yeah. That's, that's exactly <laughs> right. But the, aggression hurts others. Yeah. So passivity hurts me. Aggression hurts others. Right. Assertiveness is the middle ground. Right, right. Between those two. It, it speaks the truth in a way that honors the person you're talking to. It honors God, yeah. and it keeps you healthy all at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that's something I didn't, I didn't understand that Jim at all right. as a young pastor. It takes a lot of courage to do this, doesn't it? Because I, I think mm-hmm. your your insecurities, your fears, your even your past experiences fill in the blank and go. I, I could tell him the truth, but he's not going to listen to me. Yeah. You, so you distance yourself. You, you know, you, you manipulate the circumstances. You you blow up one day. Yeah. Uh, you really have to believe that this is the right thing to do and trust that God will bless the right thing. Is that is that yeah. a good way to say that? Yeah. Because l- let's talk about that for a minute. What happens if somebody does do that to you? Somebody does things, and they maybe it's even repeated yeah. that they they keep hurting you, and yeah. you don't say anything about it. What happens when you see that person in the room? Right. What's your reaction to that, Jim? Yeah, I, distance. I, I, you know, I, I've we have a joke around here where I, I want to before I die, I want to be in the grocery store and and see anyone in, that I've ever seen in my life and not feel like I need to dive into the frozen food aisle to avoid them. <laughs> you know, I live in a in a. It's not a small yeah. town, but it's it's not a big town. We see each other all the time out in public, whether we've had problems or not. And I, I want to, you know, like when Paul is leaving uh, Ephesus, because I owe, if I owe anybody anything, like now's the time to settle up. I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. And, and if it's emotional, let's deal with it right here and now because it's our last chance. I, I want to right. have that moment. I think every year I, I look and say, this was the first year I was pastoring this church. What would I change? What would I do? What are my assets? What are my liabilities? But then recently, since I hit 50, I said, if this were my last year, what would I do? And yeah. it's a shockingly different set of answers. It's not about building and growing. It's about fixing, mending, repairing, forgiving. Yeah, uh, I ask them both now <laughs> every year. Yeah, and, and write out goals pertaining to those. So I, I I think that I think that this is really important for us as leaders because we're in the people business. We've talked about yeah. that many many times, and if I'm harboring anger in my heart towards somebody, I don't want to be around that person. I get right. a knot in my gut every time. Yeah. I see them. I lose sleep. Yeah. Because of it, and yeah. and so it's such an important piece. Of, of emotional health is, is learning this whole idea of assertiveness. I'm going to tell my anger. I'm going to direct my anger yeah. toward assertive speech. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny. Is I think there's a passive-aggressive thing that pastors can do. And mm-hmm. that is, as they're writing a message, think about this person or these circumstances. Yeah. And they throw in an extra point into their message that beats one goat while, while the sheep starve, if you will. You, you know it. what I mean? And, and as I've done that. That old goat never comes on that Sunday. 
and I use my pulpit really to kind of, if yeah. you will, manipulate the circumstances to look right or uh, vent or right? vent. Yeah, it's it's it can be dangerous. Like this goes farther than I might hurt somebody's feelings if I blow up on them. We can literally, we can found and lead a twisted organization calling it a church. Yeah, that's that's not it isn't properly based. Yeah. It's not founded well. Yeah, yeah. You got so it. assertiveness. So we're going to have to do some confrontation. We're not managers. We're leaders. Yep. If you want everybody to like you, sell ice cream. If, if you're going to be a leader, right. then then you're going to there's going to be some of these along the way. And then just one more quick thing before yeah. we jump into the second place, yeah. Jim, where to tell people to go? I needed a coach to help me do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I did not intuitively know how to do this. Yeah. So I would have a I would have a confrontational uh, meeting coming up, and I would talk to my coach. Uh, I didn't call him a coach. He was a friend, actually, at the sure. time. And we would just kind of rehearse the scenario. Yeah. He'd give me some thoughts. I'd go into that conversation, have the conversation, then come back, and we would debrief. I'd call him yeah. right after it and say, right. hey, here's what happened. You know, here's. And so over time, with the help of somebody alongside of me, I was able to uh, yeah. get a lot better at I, this. I call that the affirming second voice. Mm-hmm. I, I find most of the time when people say, is this the right thing to do? 95% of the time, it's the right thing to do but they lack the moral courage to do it without yep. someone saying, I'm praying for you. Go do it. Call me as soon as you're done. You know what I mean? Like yep. we, having that that coaching, having that second person, that affirming voice in your life is very important. Yep. So we're going we're to tell our anger where to go in assertiveness. What else? Second place to tell it where to go is uh, forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and forgiveness in its simplest form, Jim, is the decision to cancel a debt. You know, when, some, when you're angry with somebody, pretty much what you're telling them is you owe me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You hurt me, so you owe me. Yeah. And forgiveness is just this decision to cancel the debt. It's it's and when we and when we withhold that, we allow people to rent space in our head. Yeah. We give them power over our happiness, and yeah. we don't have enough time left in the pod today to give a full treatment of this subject. Yeah. But but let me. Can I just share a couple of items, or maybe three items, real quickly that yeah, will please. help us with forgiveness? Yeah. Forgiveness doesn't minimize our pain. It simply moves us toward healing. That's good. So we're not asking people when they forgive to forget what happened to them, right. to say it didn't hurt. Right. We're just saying, look, I don't want to be chained to this person who hurt me. And so I'm going to forgive the same way God has forgiven me. It's, forgiveness is a foolproof way yeah. or place to tell our anger where to go. Yeah. Um, second piece of uh, unforgiveness is most offenses that happen to us, we need to get over quickly. Yeah. You know, you talked about somebody cutting you off on the freeway. Yeah. I mean, we just need to let that kind of stuff roll off our yeah. back, right? Yeah. And move on. It's not personal. Yeah. They may be having a bad day in that car. We, we don't really right. know what's going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, a, a clerk at the store doesn't treat you properly. Right. Uh, these are minor violations, Jim. And I think we just need to learn how to let that stuff roll off our back. Yeah. And move on. The sooner the better. Yeah. Right. Not yeah. everything that happens to us has to be a four-week process of <laughs> releasing somebody, right? right? Some of the stuff we just need to release quickly. Yeah. With that being said, let, let me give you one more thought here. Some wounds that happen to us are very deep, though. Right. They cut deep. Yeah. And they take, a pro, they take longer to process. Um, Jim, I think one of the hardest things for me to do in my life is to forgive somebody who's deeply wounded me. Right. And I think maybe our listeners could connect to that. I think that's everybody's hardest. Yeah. You think so? I do. I, I think it's universal. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reset button we have is mercy, right? You got it. I mean, the whole thing falls apart from the Garden of Eden through every relationship till today without without someone stopping the insanity by saying, I forgive you. Yeah. 
Yeah, if Adam doesn't forgive Eve, if he doesn't forgive Adam, if God doesn't forgive Adam and Eve, it all would have ended right there. Right. It's mercy is the most powerful. You think about it, sin is powerful. Mercy is more powerful. That's right. If what someone does to me can be eradicated by what I decide to do with it, then what I'm mm-hmm. what I'm doing is more powerful than what they're doing. And That's good. But it does cost me something, doesn't it? I it, mean, it, it, yeah. I have to get that something from Jesus and from his forgiveness of, of me, or I don't have it to give. Right. And sometimes you need help. Yeah. You need somebody alongside of you. Yeah. yeah, a counselor. Many times you need a counselor. Yeah, you do in your life to help you kind of process this thing and get there. So, so telling our anger, Jim, to go to assertiveness and forgiveness really matters. And and maybe some of our listeners are wondering, why should I care about this? You know, why why does it really matter to me? Because if we don't tell our anger, well, here's why it matters. If we don't tell our anger where to go, it will take us to places we don't want to right. go, right. and it will end up running and and ruining. Yeah, our life. So that's why it matters. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thanks, John. I, I think again, this is this is going to breed a lot of great conversation for our listeners. And we'd encourage you to talk to your spouse about this. Talk to your your associates about this. Talk to your staff about this. This is something everybody's going to deal with, and nobody's born good at it. Right? Right. We have to learn how to. You know, the first person to die on the cross wins in this situation. The first person to extend forgiveness is the one who's victorious. Yep. And that's counterintuitive. That's not natural. That's that's Correct. supernatural. So yep. God's never commanded me to eat dessert. Isn't that strange? He knew that would come naturally to I me. I wish he had. He's, he's commanded me to forgive my, my enemies and pray for those who persecute me because that's not going to be natural. I needed his, his input uh, or I would just be lost, you know, my own devices. So um, we are getting ready for our, our next episode, number 27. And could you just give us a 10-second taste of what we're heading towards? Because I think it, this, that one ties into this one as well. Right. So the title is called Protect Yourself from Abuse. Yeah. And we're going to talk uh, primarily about how do you handle the difficult people in your life who uh, are, are, you know, some people call them sharks. Some people call them, you know, narcissists. Uh, how do you lead while these kind of people are in the, the, the line of sight Yes, and what you're doing. So we're going to talk about that yeah. in our next podcast. And the healthier you are, the more offended they are by your actions and the, and the more, yeah, I've right. been there. This is, this is great. Looking forward to it. John, thank you uh, for taking decades of wisdom experience and, and scars for showing mm. us where you've been wounded and where God's healed you. It, it helps us. So it's we're, my pleasure. We're grateful for all you do. And uh, if this has been helpful to you, send it to a friend. Enjoy it. Talk about it. In the meantime, we are praying for you and we encourage you to continue to uh, lead from a life.